Hello and welcome to the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your hosts, Kristen and Rebecca. This is a podcast where we talk about glam, glitz, and what life is really like with a crown. This is a podcast for those girls who have inhaled more hairspray than they have oxygen. Hello. Oh my gosh. That's the fastest I think I've ever gotten on. <laughs> I mean, don't even think that I am not the most glam co-host you've ever had today. <laughs> I was thinking that. Wait, that was a good picture. I don't know what I don't. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm on like workout clothes, no mascara. My hair is in the like. Hang on, I whatever they're called, again. Velcro rollers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> did not see the rollers. No, I, cause I didn't open the picture in the way it was like, sitting. I didn't see the rollers and I was like, oh, she looks really pretty. She's just obviously oh my proud no, of herself. I lit- <laughs> no, I have, I had Velcro rollers in my hair, trying to give my hair some body cause I'm lazy. That's the easier way for me to do it. All right. Well, I thought you looked good. <laughs> that is funny. And I like your Mrs. Tank top. Oh, thanks. I got it at Target forever ago, like a couple summers ago. Yeah, randomly I really like that. I was just walking um, through, and you know, like sometimes they do like the bride section. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. I saw this one, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get that because that's like I can wear all the time. Not you. I, I'm not a missus. Not a missus, right? Like bride, you can't really wear. I feel like after a wedding that much. No, no, I totally agree. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your hosts, Rebecca and Kristen, and today it's just the two of us and we're going to talk about how to handle a loss for a loved one in the pageant world. Yes, we're going to talk through how to handle being an audience member or a friend or a support member for a contestant, what it's like on the other side and how to handle it from both perspectives as contestants, what we want to hear and what we want to think and see, you know, yeah, from our supporters, but also being on the other side, seeing your closest friends not bring home the crown and how to handle that. So let's start with being a family member, a mom, a sister, someone who is related. Not, I'm not, don't want to talk about husbands yet. Like maybe children, family, as far as like cousins, aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, how would you want your sister, let's just say, to greet you after you do not win? I would want to hear how proud they are of me and how good I did, <laughs> whether I did or not. Because in that moment, I think, I know when I, the first year I did Mrs. Ohio, I did not place, I did not win, I did not win an award. Like I left essentially empty handed and I, <laughs> Was But I was so proud of myself and so excited because it was my first pageant mm-hmm. that um, – and I, I didn't expect to leave really with anything. And I would have loved for my family to just tell me, like, you did so good. You looked amazing. That's what mm-hmm. I would have liked and instead of them – almost seeming like sad. <laughs> right. So here's a th- some just some experiences that I've had because I have competed a lot as a miss before I got married and many pageants, it was just my mom, my brother, my sister, my dad there to support me. I didn't have friends there, you know, coming, driving. It was just my family. And 
after every single pageant, I don't know if I've ever shared this on the podcast. I know you know, Kristen, but I cry at every crowning. It doesn't matter if I'm the one being crowned. If I'm watching a pageant on TV, it does not matter. I cry at every crowning. (laughs) So I would always, because I feel the emotion that that girl is feeling in the moment. So even when I would not win in like a local pageant, let's say for Miss America, I would get first runner up and I would leave the stage with tears in my eyes. It wasn't always that I was sad. It was just, that's what I do when it's pageants. I cry at the end. And my mom would always be like, it's okay. You're fine. You're fine. You don't, you're fine. Suck it up. Like almost like that whole, like brush it off. And I, in hindsight, I just so wish she would have like validated that it's okay to have feelings and it's okay to have those emotions and how proud she was of me. That's all. You're exactly right. Like all I wanted to hear is I'm so proud of you and it's okay that, that you're feeling things instead of the, you know, stiff upper lip, you'll get them next time can do attitude because it is okay to process through those feelings of not winning. Even when you do get first runner up, which is so amazing, that can honestly be the hardest thing to process through emotionally because you're like, there, there just had to have been one thing. What was that one thing? And how do I, how do I know what it is? You know? So I love that you said that. It's exactly how I feel on just tell your people you're proud of them and that they were amazing and they did a great job. And I think it's really hard for people to understand too, that you have worked so hard for sometimes a year or more for a moment that is so quick. It's going to go by so fast. You have this 30 seconds or however much time on stage. And then, and that's all that they see. And Mm -hmm. it is a ball of emotion. It's like, you're standing up there, you're exhausted. They're calling names maybe. And yours, if you lose, you know, yours isn't the one. And it is like a bubble that pops Mm -hmm. of emotion of like, of relief because like you did it you accomplished something, you might be really overly emotional because it's like, oh, I did it. Like, I can't believe I did it. Or it's finally over. Or like, I'm, ex- it's just exhaustion. There are, it is a bubble of feelings and that bubble mm-hmm. pops and just rains over you. And if, like you said, like if you were crying, it's not even because necessarily that you're sad that you right. didn't get crowned. It's just a lot of emotion to, to shower over you. Yes. In one moment and on stage in front of a bunch of people. With pictures being taken. <laughs> yeah. Or on a live stream, depending. Totally. I get that 100%. I think when I remember, especially at Mrs. America, the first national pageant I'd ever done, I was so honored and proud to be representing Oklahoma and being being on that stage wearing Oklahoma. It was such a moment of pride for me. I had many of my family members fly to Vegas to watch me compete. And they called the top 15 and my name was not in that top 15. And all I could think was they wasted their time. They wasted their money. They came here and I felt a lot of guilt because I felt like they used their vacation time to come watch me at this pageant. And I didn't even do any, I didn't even get in the 15. They paid all this money for finals tickets and I'm not even competing but after I, you know, left to go talk to them after the pageant during the intermission or whenever it was, they were so kind and supportive of how proud they were of me that it did really 
validate a lot of the, the you know, those same feelings I'd had as a miss. They, I think my, they had learned, like, that was a big deal. You were just on a national stage and we're so proud of you. We are, we're not mad at you that you didn't win. It's okay. You know, I, we, it's a weird emotion as a contestant that you have. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I felt the same way because my, I had family that flew into Vegas and, um, my dad, oh my gosh, had a, he needed a root canal done, but couldn't uh-huh. get it done because he had to come to Vegas and was in oh so gosh. much tooth pain. He was a mess. So I was thinking, I was thinking about that too. when he was there, like, oh my gosh, my dad just flew all the way to Vegas with something seriously wrong with an exposed on. nerve in yeah probably oh my gosh yeah it was um, and my husband who doesn't like to take time off work um because he owns his business and so he doesn't like to do that so I was just like oh my gosh they all came and I didn't even place like they right. bought tickets to come here it is ex- it's not cheap I definitely wouldn't say it's cheap to do all right. this stuff and I think as an adult, as a married woman, especially when you're a teenager, you don't realize what all goes into it. Your parents just kind of make things happen. But when you're yes. an adult, you realize, oh, wow, that was an obscene amount of effort that they did for me. But I also mm-hmm. think as a married woman, too, it's easy for us to be like, oh, my gosh, I'm like, I feel so bad for you because mm-hmm. you did this for me and I didn't live up to your expectations when in reality most of the time there isn't an expectation to live up to we just hold ourselves to such a high standard yes another emotion that I don't think we've really quite talked through that I want to address is anger so it's very normal and it does happen that your people will be angry because you didn't win because they think you are the one that hung the moon You are the most amazing, phenomenal person because they know you. They know your heart. They don't know these other women, most likely. So they might be mad that you didn't win. How would you handle someone being mad that you didn't win? Oh, I, I, my husband was, I went, well, okay. As angry as my husband even gets because he really, (laughs) he really doesn't get mad. But I'm just used to that because I always say if I was in a play a local play uh-huh. down the road and the Tonys don't call, then they, he thinks they gypped me. I should have won a Tony for that. And that performance was amazing. <laughs> and so I take all of that with a grain of salt with him because, um, I just know that that's how he is. But, um, yeah, just like I, me almost telling him, you know, I almost had to say to him, and I think we need to do that sometimes as contestants is remind them that, listen, if there was another set of judges here, I, maybe I would, maybe they would have thought I was the best or you know what? Um, I did my best this time, but I looking back right now and I can already say, okay, this is what I could have done better. And mm-hmm. it's just always remembering to like, keep it in perspective for people who maybe didn't do everything with you. Right. And reminding them that like, Hey, listen, and you brought this up when we were talking earlier that they almost need to compare it to a marathon mm-hmm. where it's, okay, I'm going to do a marathon and I didn't win. And right. It's like, I'm going to compete for the marathon that there are also 3000 people in my age division and um, gender group running this race. And then at the end, 
you are not going to be angry that I didn't win because I'm not a marathon runner genetically. That's not how my body's built. I've done one half marathon and I probably placed like three quarters of the way last. (laughs) But when I finished, my husband and kids were so proud of me. They were so proud that I did something really, really hard. And they were not mad. They were not upset. But then not even two years later, I competed at a pageant where I did not win. And they were devastated, especially my children. Just devastated because I am their mom. They think I have hung the moon and stars. I should be Mrs. World. I should be Mrs. Universe. I should have every single title. And when <laughs> ever someone else doesn't see that, it's, it's frustrating for our kids. And they do get angry. But I've used it as a really good learning opportunity to talk about my kids are very sports oriented. You know, I've got these two boys. They love sports. And I will tell them, this is a lot like if I were to be playing in a Super Bowl. Would you not just be so thrilled that you're playing at the Super Bowl? It doesn't matter if I win at the end of the day. I was a Super Bowl contestant. And that's really been helpful for them to think about it. Not so personally that I wasn't chosen, but instead looking at it as you really reached an elite level. Yeah, and I and I have to remind people too sometimes you change your mind about certain people in your day-to-day life like Mm -hmm. there there might be one day where this woman just is driving me up a wall I it but then the next day it's like oh I actually do really like her yes (laughs) and that's how that's how the judges are because they're just people and it Mm -hmm. I mean it could be something just as simple as that like you just it you just weren't rubbing them the right way that day or there was somebody else that they just fell in love with and there's just nothing there is nothing you can do about it except for do your best and learn from it because there's always a way to improve I mean we talk about this when you judged me at Mrs. Ohio my first year my interview compared to even my second year and you know that because you and I did so many mock interviews I like I wasn't it that year and it's, but I mean, but I still could improve and I improved so much. So you can always make your chances better. I guess I don't want to say it's a total crapshoot. Well, kind of what you were just saying about the different judges, different day thing. Someone told me once when I was much younger, when I was competing, that you don't ever know who you remind someone of that they have had a bad experience with in life. Like maybe a male judge had an ex-girlfriend who he very much does not like and you remind that judge of that girlfriend. He's already not going to like you because of his life experience that happened without you ever even being a part of it. So you can't take it personally because we don't know people's experiences. You come in with judgments and thoughts about people that are subconscious. They're unintentional. And we have to be validating ourselves and knowing it's not about me not being the best. It's just not my time. That's all. It just wasn't Mm -hmm. our time. Yeah, I know. And doing it, doing a pageant in and of itself, and I just really want family members to understand this. It is, it can be really scary, especially if it's your first time. And there's this Bill Averson quote where he says, uh, pageants are for the week, but they can make you stronger. And yes. It's because it is. It's re- They're really, really, really hard. 
to put yourself out there in a way that can be judged in a subjective way. Mm -hmm. And you have to remember that when your loved one comes off the stage and that they did that, they put themselves out there for that. And they wanted Mm -hmm. to put themselves through it. They're coming out. They're going to come out a better person and just be super supportive. Exactly. I think that if I could give anyone advice from the audience member perspective, it would be just be so proud of that person. And if they say, if they come to you for feedback, your family is maybe not the person who should be giving you constructive criticism. I, th- I think you should seek third party counsel, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, a coach yes. or, or someone who's has an outside non-biased view, maybe the director or someone like that, go to them and say, I want to come back. I want to do this again. How can I improve? What are the notes from the judges? Those types of things. Don't ask your husband or your mom, most likely, what could I do better? Because again, in their mind, you were already a 10. You were already the winner. So they may not really understand how to give you that helpful, constructive advice in the best kind way. They just need to be your best cheerleader, not your coach. Yeah. And I I love that you even brought up as far as a coach goes, because I mean, I know that's one more cost associated with pageantry, but it really, really does make a difference when you have someone that, I mean, they, in in the grand scheme of things, they don't really have skin in the game. They can give you feedback as just like a completely outsider person and can help you through different things without being emotionally involved, without worrying about, oh, is this going to hurt their feelings? Or because I pointed out that they say, um, 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 every five minutes, you know, like it's just those little things that a coach is going to really be able to pinpoint these items Mm -hmm. and then help you change them and make your interview better or your walk better, whatever it is. Right. Or even give you guidance on wardrobe because I know what my mom and I would have purchased together without help would not have been the same choices that we may have purchased with a coach's perspective with us in those decisions because she didn't necessarily know what was right for the system or those types of things as my mom. She was just thinking that I looked beautiful in this dress or this outfit a coach is going to look at it with both things in mind, what looks best on you and what is going to be system appropriate. And that's helpful to think about too. That a coach just brings a different perspective, more of that, just like a, a softball coach, let's say. You're going to maybe get a pitching coach if you're a pitcher. You're going to want to know how do I become the best pitcher? Most likely your running coach is not going to be able to coach you on pitching. You know, like you got to have specialized people to coach you for certain things, just like pageants. Yes. And if you, and especially if you know your contestant, your family member, if they have a coach, let, and even if you did have an opinion, like, like, you know, you you really didn't like what they wore. You thought that dress was hideous. Let the coach be the one to discuss that with them. Mm -hmm. And definitely not you because you as the family member, you're supposed to be the support system in the safe zone. And that, that loving portion of it, you know, mm-hmm. let, let that person's coach say, you know what, why don't we try a different dress? I don't know if that dress really worked as well with the stage as what we thought. So yeah. we're, it, and make those changes and don't make them feel self-conscious that they are actually being judged by their family. Mm-hmm. 
Totally. Okay. Any other advice or tips you're about to be on the other side? You're, you're going to crown your successor very soon and you'll be in the audience cheering on friends, watching friends. What are you taking away from this that you will do from now on when your friend or your loved one comes off the stage? What are you going to be doing? Oh my gosh. I, you know, I, I think I, I had wished at one point there was somebody there just to like, give me a big bear. hug. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and I feel for all the women that are competing right now. And I have a, I have a friend that's getting ready to compete in another system. And I just want them to know that they're going to do all this hard work and it is going to make them a better person, no matter what, like no matter what they will come out of this as a better person and they need to do the, the cliche thing and go in and have fun and be themselves because then when they leave, they'll know, okay, it wasn't my, for, it wasn't my year for a person like me. I can always do better, but at least you don't have to think like, oh shoot, maybe if I should have, I should have acted like more like that person. It's like, no, 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 put that all out of your head because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, this is about your experience and the whole experience within the pageant. And mm-hmm. that's what you, you have got to focus on having a good experience. Yes. And oddly I enough, I feel like a lot of times when winning a pageant does kind of come along with that. Mm-hmm. But it does. Well, once you start to let all of it go, almost, <laughs> it just seems to work out so much better because you're more comfortable on stage. The judges see that comfort level and that confidence. And when it's your time, it's your time. And you just can't predict it. You can prepare as much as you can and you can bring your A game. But if it's not in God's plan for you right then, it's not going to happen. And you don't usually understand that. So all those emotions are normal, just like we said. But come back and really think through the why did I do it? What did I learn from this? What did I gain from this experience? What can I take away to grow and develop as a person and not and use it to make you better, not bitter, basically. Mm-hmm. And I had, so my husband learned. <laughs> um, he learned kind of like what I would have liked and what I probably would have wanted. And at Mrs. America, I got to sit off to the side there with some of the other contestants and we got to watch the top 15 compete. And so I was sitting there and I felt a tap on my shoulder and I turned around and it was my husband and he like even found me. And so I was like, Oh my gosh. And so he gave me the biggest hug and he was like, you look so beautiful. I love you. I'm so like, Oh my gosh. I will never forget him coming to find me after that. That's really special. I know. Good job, Matt. Good job, Mr. Ohio. I stood there with my feet hurt so bad. And he was like, you can sit down. I'm not going anywhere. I will stand right behind you. You can sit. I was like, nope, 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 nope. (laughs) And I stood there with him with my aching feet because I was like, nope, I'm good. But he was like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm right here. (laughs) I love it. Well, is there any other things we want to talk about before we wrap up this episode? Can I just tell you about something that happened to me this week that has nothing to do with anything aside from the yes, fact please. I can never return to a car wash again? <laughs> oh, no. You've got to tell me. Oh, my gosh. So we had a Mrs. Ohio and Miss Ohio photo shoot with Rick Martinez, who is the I mean, pageant photographer extraordinaire. If you're in Ohio, you have got to call him because he he's a really good um, coach while you're doing your photographs, too. 
So mm-hmm. we had this we had this photo shoot with him, and in the back of my car, I had a bunch of my stuff that I had taken with me to the location, including a bunch of my hair pieces and hair extensions. Well, we had a visitor at work come into town, and I was I was going to be driving or somewhere. So I'm like, okay, well, I can't have her in this trash mobile that my kids just throw everything in. So I took it to the car wash. I washed the car and I'm vacuuming it out. I'm so proud of myself. I'm like, this car is amazing. And before I knew it, I was just like too vigorously vacuuming. And I sucked up one of my big hair extension wefts with the four clips on it. And I was like, no, no. And I seriously contemplated. I'm like, well, do I just let it go? No, those things are not cheap. Well, I know that's what I thought too. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just, no, that was like the one of the big ones. I need it. I need it back. So I went and I found like the attendant and I was like, hi, I vacuumed something up that I didn't mean to. He's like, no problem. Happens all the time. And he comes out and he unlocks this like vacuum thing. And he's like, okay, there you go. And I'm like, thanks. And you had to dig it out of the vacuum thing? Well, it wasn't that far in, but the kid wouldn't walk away. Like I didn't want to pull it out in front of him. And so I was just like, we just both stood there looking at each other. And I was like, okay, do you need to stay here? Can I have some privacy? And (laughs) and I think that freaked him out when I asked for privacy. He's like, what is it? A dead body? (laughs) Well, yeah. He's like, no, I, do you need help getting it out? I mean, and I was like, well, this is about to traumatize us both. And I, I opened the thing up and I pulled out this wad of hair and he, Rebecca did not look at me. He just looked at what I had in my, he closed the vacuum thing back up and he walked away. No words, no nothing. I will forever be a story of that time in his life when he worked at the car wash and some lady pulled a wad of hair out of the vacuum. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I cannot imagine. I wish there was surveillance that we could go back and watch because this would be amazing footage. I'm sure there is. I'm sure it's been watched and rewatched by everyone (laughs) that works there. I can never go back. I will never go back because I have traumatized some teenager and probably myself a little bit. (laughs) Well, here's Maybe one that's saving grace. Did the hairpiece turn out okay? Is it was it usable? Can you wash it and still use it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. At that Rebecca, I have it in right this second. I will never let it oh, go. Perfect. I went to the ends of the earth to save this thing. It's in my life forever. We've bonded. <laughs> so Oh my gosh. It's got a special place on your mantle, huh? It's it's forever in my hairpiece collection. So if you're having a bad day, um, hopefully it's not anything like that, I guess is all I have to say. Yeah, it could always be worse. You could always be vacuuming up your uh, extensions. And then having to ask for help to get it back. Um, While we're just sharing funny extension stories, I have one that I'll share because this one is pretty funny and relatable, I think, for most of us. So uh, if you've ever worn clip-ins, you know sometimes the clips come unsecured or something goes awry with them, but typically you feel it. You feel it kind of pop loose or move and you can go to the restroom or whatever and adjust it. Well, we were actually at Mrs. America watching as spectators in the, at the 2016 pageant. Um, my Mrs. Texas and I, her name's Melissa. We were there. Our husbands were there. We were having such a fun time. 
and she was sitting down at, at like you know in that in the Westgate there's like the game tables but they're just not active games happening at them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she would like sat down there while we were waiting to go into the place, into the venue, and she's just talking, whips her head back, comes back around. And all of a sudden, someone tapped her on the shoulder and said, is this yours? And it was her hair. It was on the ground. No. It had been been on the ground, like, underneath her, like a rat. That someone was like, no. It was so funny. We were dying, but also so mortified because here she was sitting there with her piece of hair at her feet, basically, next to her really cute purse. (laughs) Was was it a man or a woman? It was a man. No, no, because women get it. I told, like, I feel like if that was a a, a female attendant at the at the thing, she yeah, would, she would have not had a moment like he did. Yeah, but, he, but men yes, don't understand. No, and then you know, like we are dying laughing. We're running into the bathroom to try to clip it back in. <laughs> oh, my oh my goodness, it was such a funny memory. So even though it wasn't quite as traumatic as yours, I, I would think if you're walking through the casino and all of a sudden you see a mound of blonde hair on the floor that looks very much like a rat, that that might be pretty traumatic as well. I get, yeah, I mean, it, but you know what? Like and the guy was not with the pageant either. He was not there to, like, attend the pageant. He was there to gamble. I cannot believe he gave it back to her. No, he, like, picks it up and is like, is this yours? I mean, very <laughs> nice of him. His wife has to wear extensions. Must, must. Beca- she because there's no way. Like, I don't even think Matt would do that for somebody. He w- He would just ignore it. I mean, I'm very thankful because it was just like yours. It was the big piece that goes across the whole back section of your head. And she oh would really look crazy for the rest of the weekend in Vegas without that piece. Without her extension piece. People don't understand the lengths we go to. It takes a lot of work to look this good. I, I mean, look yeah. at look at look at me right now. Got my Velcro rollers in my hair trying to give this give it some life. It's it's a day. I love that you – yeah, I love that you sent me that. And I'm literally like, you look so good. And you're like, wait, what? Hey, beauty oh does not it's, – it's not from the outside. It's from the inside. And I appreciate that you saw my inner beauty. I did. Well, okay. Th- oh, wait. We have to do Chris's question. We just got off topic. Okay. Chris's question of the day. Do you have one? I do. You can ask me. I don't know if I'll answer. but <laughs> Okay. Here is my question of the week I'll ask it to anyone Kristen you choose if you want to jump in or not okay how would you define success I hate that question Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a I feel like that's a question that gets asked at pageants a lot it does and I I always have like an answer that I think I'd like to give but I never know exactly what I should say for it because I feel like sometimes my opinion on it even changes from day to day. I think that's normal. And I don't think you should have a pre-planned answer that you will always say if you get asked this question. But like for me today, if you were to ask me that question, what immediately popped into my mind is to me, success is always reaching for the next best thing in my life and knowing I'm walking in the purpose that God has planned for me. I may not win 
every single competition I do. I may not make the most money. I may not get every job I want. But as long as I'm working to be the next best, like make the next right decision, the next right thing that's for my life and know that I'm doing it in God's will, then I feel that that's success. I love it. Well, Rebecca, a pleasure as always. This was a fun one. I know. I I enjoyed talking with you. And if you liked this, you have to follow us on Instagram. We are at Pageant Buzz Pod on Instagram. Let us know if you want to come on. Let us know if there's something you want to talk about. Or just let us know if we are having somebody on in the future if you have a question for them. We are currently booking our next guest. So follow us on Instagram at pageantbuzzpod and send us a DM if you'd like to be a guest on our podcast.